Thanks for being here today. Um, we, it, today's going to be a little bit unique. We have a shorter message that I'm going to preach in a little bit, but we have some guests um, coming up in just a minute to share kind of what they're doing around the world. And here's how this fits into kind of the bigger picture of what we're doing at Homestead. Last week, I talked about how um, we ended our series on mature faith and how mature faith is willing to be generous and to give it all. So we wanted to start something here at Homestead between Thanksgiving and Christmas where we give out. Um, we are talking about giving, and this is more than just money, but this is everything. This is being generous with every part of us. And so this is the idea that we had is as a church, um, we are self-supported by the giving and tithes that the people in the church give. And at the end of the year, we want to make sure that we say, yes, we tithed on our income. So we gave 10% of what came in. You know, all that income that comes in, it supports the staff, it supports the ministry of this church, everything we do in the community. But we wanted to make sure right off the top, 10% of that is going out, outside of the walls of this church to support different missionaries, different uh, works in Minneapolis, and different community endeavors in Farmington. So we want to take the next few weeks leading up to Christmas and highlight just some ways that people are giving around the world and that we can support them, both financially through prayer and uh, any other way that we can do that. So we're going to highlight different ways that we can help the inner city church in Minneapolis on the local food shelf. We have a, there's a program called Best Christmas Ever, which we are supporting or we're sponsoring two local Farmington families that are on some really, really difficult times this year. And we as a church are going to provide for them the best Christmas ever. So there's an organization that we are working with. We've already raised half of the money for that. We're going to need to raise some more money from that. We're also going to contact the city of Farmington and just figure out ways that we can bless those in our city that need help. And then I was a part of something a couple of weeks ago where we are helping launch new churches, churches just like this one in different parts of the world. I met with a team of church planters that are planting a church in right downtown Los Angeles, and that sounds pretty great. Um, we were in San Diego for this event, and anytime I get asked to, to do something and they say San Diego and it's November, I say, I'm in. <laughs> do you need me to stay longer? I kept saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. So these are some of the things, and then in addition to that, we support missionaries around the world, and so we have a missions guest today. So I want you to listen to them as they come in just a moment, and then at the end of the service, we're going to take our normal offering, and then we're going to provide you an opportunity to support them as well. We are going to be adding them on to our monthly support as a church. So we give, um, I think it's about seventeen or eighteen hundred dollars a month to just different missionaries that go around the world. Some of them, and you know, we like to, we want to get a way to display this, but it's in every part of the world. We're going to hear about Northern Asia today, but we've got South America, Central America, Africa, different parts of Europe, the Arab world, different uh, home missions groups in Minnesota and around the country. So. Um, I just want us to start this whole Give 2020 campaign by just allowing God to speak to us, to say this is a time of year where it just it gets so materialistic and everything gets lost in the Black Friday sales, and these are all good. We want everyone to have Christmas presents and all those good things. But maybe we could just focus some of our generosity outside the walls of this church and outside of our family. So um, they are going to come share with us, and then I will wrap it up with a short sermon. I say that because I know what happens Everyone starts watching the clock, and when I say, we're going to have a guest missionary, and then I'm going to preach, they're going to share a little longer today, and you're going to get nervous. Like, is he still going to preach after this? We've planned it all out, so it's all good. The Vikings don't play till 3.15 today, so we're all set. Okay? I guess we do have another service starting in an hour, so we'll have to wrap it up by then. No, they're going to share, and then I have a shorter sermon. I'm just telling you that so you can rest easy, okay? 
Thanks, guys. That was great. What a great reminder um, as we are going into a focus as a church to be willing to give everything. What a great reminder that that God is calling people to give in various different capacities. And I loved what you shared about how God was prompting you as you were worshiping. And you would take a step of obedience and he would prompt you further. And you're like, God, what are you up to? And it wasn't a message in in the sky. It wasn't a loud heavenly voice. But this is what God does. He directs each of us as we take obedient steps to follow him, he, he continues to guide. So whether you are um, going overseas, and just so you know, um, this should kind of give some perspective. They, they refer vaguely to the work that they're doing and the place that they're going because there's parts of the world where this is not a very open place to the truth. And so they want to share the truth of what we're talking about today. So that, you know, causes us to be like, oh, that's a real thing. You know, that's a real thing that gives us, first of all, perspective of how blessed we are in this nation, um, but also um, to make sure we're praying for them, to make sure that we're praying for them and supporting them as this is a big, a big step for them. Um, so please, they will be happy to let you know more about uh, what's going on specifically at the table. I just wanted to wrap up for a few minutes um, with one scripture verse. If you have a Bible, we're going to be in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. You can turn there. The, the, word, the, words, the words will be on the screen. I'm in the NIV translation. I'm going to read uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 in just a moment. A little quick background on this. If you're new to the Bible, some people read the Bible and they're like, well, I don't even know what this is. Like, is it all just one book? Is it, who are they talking about? It's kind of hard to get an understanding. So a little bit of this A lot of the New Testament are letters. So the Apostle Paul was an early disciple, and he, you know, he got he was a persecutor of Christians, and then got saved after Jesus had been crucified. and he began to plant churches. And then what Paul would do would write letters to these other churches. And in this case, the book of uh, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and the book of Titus, these are letters written by Paul not to groups of people but to individuals. They, they are referred to as the pastoral letters because Paul had some disciples of his own. Timothy and Titus were a couple of them. And so what Paul did was he planted a church in Ephesus and then he moved on. He brought along an apprentice named Timothy and he left Timothy in Ephesus. Ephesus to kind of take over and and provide leadership. So this letter, what Paul is writing to Timothy, is a letter to him. As Paul's in prison, coming to the end of his life, um, it was soon after he wrote this letter that he would be executed in Rome. He's writing this letter to Timothy really as like pastoral leadership, just to give a little bit of framework for what we're about to read. Um, I'm going to read chapter 6, verse 17 of 1 Timothy. It says this. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good and be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So that's what I want to talk about today, just a few things about those verses as we wrap up, and then we're going to take an offering at the end. But I just say this, this verse right here, I'm not bringing this up to talk just about giving to the church, to giving to Homestead Church. This is not just about money, and this is not about guilt and feeling bad for having stuff, okay? That's not what this is about. These verses, as Paul is writing to Timothy, this is about having a perspective, 
a proper perspective about our stuff, about our resources, having an attitude. It is how, it's really how to live a life that is most joyful and fulfilling. This is what Paul is telling Timothy to instruct the believers in Ephesus. Teach those with lots of resources how to manage that, to be rich in good deeds, to not put their hope in wealth, just because that's the right way to do it, and that's the way to truly live joyfully. That's the way to truly live. This is a verse or verses about finding enjoyment out of every day, having a sense of hope and security. So it's way bigger than just what we do with our money. It's having a whole attitude of life that is about giving, about giving to others. This here is the best way for us to redeem 2020. Okay, here's what I'm saying. 2020 has been a dumpster fire in a lot of ways so far, right? It has been rough, and a lot of us are showing the 2020 fatigue. We are, right? We're showing the fatigue. If you go to toilet paper aisles are empty again at Target because everyone's freaking out again about toilet paper. We are, we are showing signs of 2020 fatigue. We've had a pandemic. We've had a crazy election. There's been tons of arguing. And it's like everyone is just overtired, overstimulated toddlers that are just need a nap. And they're just fighting all the time. Have you noticed that? Everyone's ready to just start screaming at each other at the drop of a hat. So here's what I've noticed, that most people fall into two categories. My wife is in the first category. She has conflict fatigue, so she's scared to just enter into any sort of conflict. She's, she dips her toes in the water of Facebook world just like, oh, please don't be mad at me. Please don't. Nobody yell. Nobody yell. You know, she's just conflict fatigue. The other camp is those who are just ready to argue with anybody. Anybody at, like, Facebook is ridiculous now because it's an argument. I need to let my views be known on all this. We have conflict fatigue. So here's the deal. I think in addition to the global pandemic and the election, I think 2020 is going to be remembered as the year that everybody argued for the entire year. One whole year of arguing, and hopefully we're going to wear ourselves out. We're going to need a long kind of chill out moment. But here's the way that we can redeem 2020. We've got six weeks left, and we can redeem it by saying this, those of us who are rich and have resources, be rich in good deeds. Be rich in our perspective of giving. Be rich in supporting those who are going around the world to bring truth to, to areas of the world that need it. Be rich in how we give compassion and kindness, okay? So here's what we're going to start with as, you know, I've got like, I got about 10 minutes, okay? You got 10 minutes in you? Okay. All right. Um, everyone's definition of who is rich is kind of the same. Because you see the words that Paul taught. Command those who are rich in this present world, and you're thinking, well, who's rich? We all have the same definition of who is rich. People who have more stuff than us, right? People who have more than us. We're not rich, but those who have more than us are the rich ones. That's kind of where it settles. So I'm going to start it out with this. Here's the definition, a couple of definitions of who is rich in this world. If you have $2,200 and I'm not talking just cash in your wallet or in the bank, but if all of your assets and everything you own adds up to about $2,200, $2,200, you are in the top half of the world's wealthiest people, okay? $2,200 gets you in the top 50%. Among all income earners in the world, if you made $1,500 last year, $1,500, you're in the top 20% of the world's richest people. If you made $25,000 last year in the top 10%, a family of four earning $75,000 per year is in the top 5% of the richest people in the world. So when I say who is rich, 
That's us. If we're looking globally, if we're looking at parts of the world, if we're looking at the parts of the world where our missionaries are going, we are of the top, you know, a lot of us in that top 5% of the richest people in the world. The problem is most of us say, if I only got to here, then I'd consider myself wealthy. If I only got to this much, we always are at the point where we're like, well, I'll be more generous. I could be more generous. I could tithe. I could be obedient. If I got to this point, and if I got there, then, then I would be more generous. And this is what I call kind of a, we'll call it a post-generosity. Meaning, once all of these things are in place, then after that, I'll be generous. Then after that, whatever's left over, I can give to those who are in need. Then after that, I can start acting like a rich person should act. But what Scripture teaches us is a pre-generosity. Not post, not waiting till everything's ready for us to be generous. What it teaches us is have a generous heart first. Start out wherever you are. If you are sitting here thinking, well, I'll be obedient or I'll be generous or I'll be willing to give once I get here, you're, once you get there, you're, you're not, it's not going to just kick in. You've got to start with a heart of generosity, being willing to bless, being willing to give where you're at now. That is a heart. It's a pre-generosity. That sets the table for everything else in your life. And again, this isn't just about money. This is not just about money. This is about time. This is about attention. This is about service, compassion, kindness. Man, 2020, we could use a lot more people just being generous in kindness and time and empathy and understanding. So here's some of the principles that Paul is teaching about generosity in these verses that I just read. And I have a list of them. They'll be up on the screen. The first one is this. Don't be all about the money. Do we got that one up on the... There we go, I think. Don't be all about the money. This is what Paul says. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. Don't be all about your resources. That is not a source of pride or something reliable on which to build your life. If you are in a situation where 2020 has kind of rocked your job or your income or your resources, you know this. This is not, a, this is not an, a place that you can build your life. It is not a firm foundation. Don't be all about the money. Life is more than that. Life is so much more than that. The second point is this. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy what you have. Paul instructs people with money. He says this, to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He provides us what we have for our enjoyment. People with money should not be all about the money, but rather they should recognize everything you have was given to you by God, right? And God gave it to you for your enjoyment, for your enjoyment. God is not anti-stuff. And that's why this is more than just about money. God gave you what you have for your enjoyment. So enjoy what you have. Another word would be be content with what you have. Find joy in Whatever situation you're in, we have an epidemic in our world and in our hearts. It just it creeps up so easily that I'll be content when this happens. I'll be content if I could just get to this level of income or this car or this situation with my family or this promotion. If you're not content with what God has given you now, you're not going to magically become content when it comes later. Start by just looking around what you have now. And this is about anything in your life. Job, finances, security, future, whatever, or family, or career, or whatever is going on, circumstances in your life. And I know there are some difficult circumstances. But happiness and joy are found right where you're at today. 
right where you are at today. God has given you and provided you everything you need to be content and joyful today. As we go into Thanksgiving, that could be like, we could put that on a card and just carry it around in our pocket. This Thanksgiving, we have everything we need to be thankful and joyful and content, right? Right? Even if, well, it's actually pandemic silver lining, crazy uncle whatever isn't coming over anymore for Thanksgiving. (laughs) right? (laughs) That was the best news for a lot of you. You have everything you need to be content and joyful today. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy what you have. And finally, the third one is this. Paul instructs people to be rich in good deeds, to be rich in good deeds, to share with others, to be willing to share with others, to be willing to give it all. What a story from our, our, our guests today, just about, I mean, Talk about being willing to give it all. Moving a young family across the world, northern Asia. It's, a, it's, it's perspective for me. It's a, it's a challenge for me. It's just a reminder. God is at work in everybody. And you don't have to move to northern Asia. You can be willing to give it all right now. God, I have these resources. We talked about this last week. It's not about resources that we hoard and keep for ourselves. It's, God, flow resources through me. I'm willing to give it all. Whatever it is, everything I have, everything in my life, it's not meant to be kept and guarded by me, but given generously and joyfully. So those are the three things. Don't be all about the money. Enjoy what you have and be rich in good deeds. This is the formula for redeeming 2020. In the last six weeks we have, this is like a, like a juice cleanse for the soul of all the 2020 toxins that have crept in over the last nine months, right? You want a perspective change You want a joy infusion into 2020, this is it. Put your hope in God alone. Be content with what you have and be generous with what you have. Give. And these verses in 1 Timothy, when we do this, this letter that Paul writes is teaching us that we'll accomplish some things. What will we accomplish? In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves in the coming age. Another translation says they'll lay up for themselves treasures in heaven. Because God rewards those who prioritize his kingdom over our own kingdom. Another thing, I have already mentioned it. You'll cleanse your soul of self and pride and greed and conflict. All the toxins of 2020. Being generous is how we just get rid of that. Being generous with understanding and empathy and communication and kindness. Being generous with what we have. This is why we're focusing on this as a church over the next six weeks. Of finding ways that we can be generous with our resources to help those who are in need. It's going to bless them, yes, but it's going to bless us. This is going to help us so that at the end of 2020, we can say, man, sure, 2020 sucked for a lot, but we totally punched it in the face at the end there, right? We totally redeemed it the last six weeks with generosity and giving. And then I love this. At the end, it says, so they laid up for themselves treasures in heaven so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. This is not just about what you're going to get in heaven, that God's going to reward you in heaven for being generous. This is what you get now. You're going to feel better. You're going to realize life is about way more than just getting and receiving. You're going to feel better, like actual feeling better. You're going to, you're going to notice that when you switch into this mentality of giving. So this week, going into Thanksgiving... And as we wrap up this year over the next six weeks, how can I give? That's what I want us to keep thinking. Kindness, encouragement, patience, understanding, 
compassion and empathy, and money. How can I give resources? We got, 20, we got six weeks left to redeem this year. Our, our guests today, our missionaries today, they are giving. They are giving. They're giving everything. They're packing everything up, going to another part of the world with their young family. Their life is not about gaining wealth. They've set that aside, right? Nobody goes into missions work for, you know, all the cash that's going to come flowing your way, right? You guys are doing this because you believe God has called you to do this, that God is going to reward you in immeasurable ways. That's the word I'm looking for. That God's going to bless you. And it's not just about blessing in heaven. It's about the life they're building now. Their life isn't just about them. It's about bringing truth and seeing people find Jesus in parts of the world that you heard about. They don't know. There's unreached people groups. And here's the deal, and I know this. I know them. They're friends of ours, and I know this from talking to other missionaries from around the world. There's a deeper joy that's found there. When you live with this in mind of how can I give, how can I go, how can I serve, there's a deeper joy that comes there. Like actual feelings of joy. Sure, there's going to be feelings of nervousness and uncertainty, but just when you are walking, when you're allowing God to direct your life and your calling, you're allowing God to flow resources through you, there's a joy there. And we're praying a blessing over them and their kids. But here's what I really felt strongly I wanted to share. Their kids are already blessed. And you know why their kids are already blessed? Is because their kids get to grow up in a home anchored in trusting God right? Trusting in God. Their kids get to grow up in a home that has like a big faith, like an adventure faith. Like remember when our parents moved us to over, overseas to Northern Asia and they're going to look back and say, look at what we got to grow up in. Look at what we got to view from our parents about how much they trusted God and were willing to give it all. This is a firm foundation they are building their family on. And just a reminder for you, when you're building your life on something, it's not just affecting you, it's affecting your kids too, generations to come. So we're going to bless them today. So as we close today, we're gonna, I'm just going to pray as we wrap up. We are not going to pass the plates. We're going to put a little QR code. Can we throw that little give QR code? We'll look at that. Um, if you want to give today, because a lot of us don't carry checkbooks or cash anymore. You can scan that or in, it'll take you to our online giving platform. You can give online. Just select missions in if you want to give to them today. Um, and this will be just our regular tithes and offerings as well. Um, so, but please, uh, give something to our missionary guests today. We want to bless them. We want to send them out. We want to help them get over there so they can bring truth to that part of the world. We're also going to collect, uh, if you want to give to the generosity fund, just give to the tithes and offerings of our church. But let's pray, and then uh, we will wrap it up today. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for times like this that we have guests come that are just a challenge to me personally and a challenge to our church, people who are walking out true faith, walking out fully obedient and trusting faith, giving it all for you. So I pray for a blessing on them and for their young kids. I pray for those boys as they grow up in other parts of the world that you would bless them that there would be times where they see themselves as so fortunate. And I know that they are fortunate now for just being in that family of fully trusting, adventure faith. Lord, we want to be that in every area of our life. Challenge us, and I pray that this week, as we go through our week, that you would stir our hearts ways that we can be generous to others, financially or in other ways. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So there will be a bucket on the way out if you want to give today. You can give online, and then they've got some uh, info at the table out there. You can get to know them. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.